Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette. And I'm Ellen. And today is World Suicide Prevention Day. We're talking to Ben and Joe from Samaritans about all things suicidal thoughts and how we can prevent suicide. Uh, my name's Ben Phillips. I'm head of service programs at Samaritans, and my team look after a lot of the sort of more bespoke programs and services that we develop. Um, for groups and organisations. So that includes the work we do in the prisons and justice system, the work we do with armed forces and veterans. Um, we've also done work with the NHS and social care, uh, along with another on, a number of other organisations, um, and we look after sort of outreach. So a lot of the services that we provide that are different from our core sort of Samaritans listening service. Um, my name is Joe Putbinder. I am media officer at Samaritans. And I guess I help raise awareness of all the campaigns, fundraisers, services and all the support we provide people. And the reason we're kind of talking this week is because it's World Suicide Prevention Day this Saturday. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Why do we need this special day? Why is it important? What's the kind of message that you guys want to be sending out? I think there are a lot of sort of myths around suicide and there's a lot of um, reticence to talk about it sometimes. Um, it's it's something which has a huge impact in our society, both on an individual level, but also the sort of the wider ripple effect um, it has on um, families, friends, and uh, sort of society as a whole. Um, one thing I think we're really keen to look at on World Suicide Prevention Day is busting the myth that asking somebody um, about any thoughts they might be having around suicide, or in fact talking about it more generally, um, is in some way harmful, and that it's not. 
we'd really like to encourage people to um, open up, to talk to each other and to listen to each other. Uh, and it's really important, I think, to give everyone that sort of space to talk about their feelings, whatever it might be that's bothering them in a way that makes them feel comfortable doing so. Mm. I think some people are still a bit kind of scared that if they mention yeah, the S word, they're sort of almost giving people ideas, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think that's, it's, it's certainly true that I think people have that sort of concern. And um, I, I know there's, you know, academic research, the contrary, but I think also on a, on a much more personal level, I think, um, I don't think you're, you're really at risk of sort of planting the idea in someone's head. I think the risk is usually when people feel too isolated or unable to talk about what's in their head and what they might be going through or experiencing. So anything we can do, I think, to break down those kind of internal barriers that we raise is is a positive thing. I think people also really lean towards kind of talking around suicide and suicidal thoughts, because as Yvette says, you don't want to say the word. What would you recommend? Is it as simple as saying to someone, are you thinking about suicide? Um. I mean, I, I think you don't need to sort of leap into the conversation with that, with that as an opener, is it? But, um, For sure. <laughs> um, but you can you can ask someone how they're feeling, and I think quite often it's important to um, try and give people the space to talk about things at a time and place that's comfortable, um, and be a little bit not not so persistent or annoying, but you know, uh, it's all so easy when someone asks how you are, just go, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Uh, and if you don't think someone is, then, you know, maybe try asking again or um, uh, in, whether that's imminently or at a slightly calmer time um, and, uh, you know, have it d- d- dig a little deeper maybe and just make sure they are. Um, I know I'm, I'm guilty of doing that as much as anyone else. It's sort of just that quick. So, oh, yeah, fine, fine, fine. But actually there might be things that are bothering me sometimes and, and there's a whole spectrum of that. Um, so, yeah making time to actually talk with people properly, I think is really important. And if you do have that conversation and you start to get some, somebody to start to open up um, and if things do start to go that way, then, you know, using a bit of human empathy and common sense, I think it is okay to ask somebody if they are feeling suicide, you know, if they are, are sort of having thoughts of suicide. Um, if, if it sounds like they are in that darker place. If you're speaking with someone that you're worried about and you care about and they say, yeah, I actually am having suicidal thoughts, what can you do? Because I think then there's a real tendency to panic um, and you know, just freak out because obviously that's a really scary, worrying thing to hear from someone you care about. What are the kind of next steps of how you can help? Um, it is a very scary situation, I, I think. Uh, and it also, and it's always worth mentioning that there's a lot of, sort of stress and difficulty on somebody who's supporting someone else um and we do have a number of materials and and things on our um and samaritans that people can use if they are supporting someone if it's helpful to them um if somebody does tell you they've got those feelings and you do feel unable to handle it samaritans line is always open on 116 123 um and they can speak to a trained listening volunteer um who you know, we'll, we'll be able to provide them that sort of space to talk about whatever it is that's bothering them and the feelings that they're experiencing. Um, I think from, you know, an individual perspective, people thinking about suicide is, is something that happens not infrequently. So, um, I think it's important to be called to give them space to articulate, um, where these feelings might be coming from and, um, to encourage them to, you know, move towards some of onwards 
um, help and support. And as I said, you, you can call Samaritans 116123 uh, or maybe speak to their GP, uh, whatever it is that they feel comfortable doing. And you also have the email, don't you? I think that's really great because just from my own experience, I think it can be a lot easier to sort of write about your feelings than to necessarily pick up a phone sometimes. Yeah, that's that's very true. And we do try to make different mediums available. Um, our phone number is the most well known, I think, but you're right. We have email services as well. Um, you can drop into some of our branches if, if you do want to speak to somebody face-to-face. And I know with our service, often it's the idea is that it's easier sometimes for people to talk to a stranger um, in terms of sort of confidentiality and anonymity and so on. Um, but that doesn't mean that people shouldn't feel um, like they can talk to their friends and family. And, and for many people, that's actually preferable if you have people who you trust who you're close to. And is the email Joe, is that right? Joe at Samaritan. Jmo at Samaritan. Stop walk. Sorry. <laughs> and actually, I would just like to add, add to Ben's point. That's all right. Um, if someone does open up and say they are feeling suicidal, I guess. The first thing is to trust them and to believe them. Uh, and as our listening volunteers do, they support via active listening. They don't actually give advice, but they ask open-ended questions, which allows that person to explore their feelings and really sort of think about themselves. And so I would encourage, you don't have to be a listening volunteer to do that. Anyone can't do that. It's very easy for anyone to jump in with the first thought that comes into their head and to say, have you tried this, have you tried that? But actually to make sure the conversation is focused on your friend or family member who you're helping. And as Ben said, I think suicidal thoughts are more common than we realise, than we talk about. There is obviously quite a big stigma around the S word and mental health in general, but it is worth remembering that more people will experience this than is commonly acknowledged. But to also remember that suicidal thoughts can pass. It's not necessarily something that person will experience forever, although they might return. Uh, it might just be a one-off period. And so I think it's very important to bear that in mind. What are some of the kind of open questions that you can ask? Because I know you mentioned the active listening. I'm not sure what what that looks like. Sure. So it's basically asking anything. It doesn't allow a yes or no answer. Um, so I guess something like, and how does that make you feel? Um, things like that. I think asking, asking about feelings is an important one. Cause I think to us, it might sound obvious, but just knowing that like, it's okay to ask about that and just open up the conversation and see what they say. That's really helpful. Exactly. I think perhaps other examples could also be when did you first notice these feelings or, or how do they manifest? Are you aware of any particular times of day that are then common or any particular triggers or anything like that? Um, just so they really allow sort of self-exploration. Um, but like, I think another important point is if you do have this kind of conversation, which is obviously quite very personal, quite intense, is also to check in with that person afterwards shortly afterwards, whether that is a text or whatever their preferred method is. And I think it is worth checking in shortly afterwards just so you both have had a chance to reflect and then also come back to it if they need to. I know you said like you don't have to or you maybe shouldn't even offer advice, but is there any kind of practical support or like things that 
we can encourage people to do if they're struggling with suicidal thoughts? So I would certainly suggest signposting services. Obviously, as we mentioned, some actions are available 24-7, uh, but it is worth also looking at other options. Uh, definitely worth contacting your local GP and then the other local services to you. Um, there obviously are a lot of other mental health organisations which are available and would be worth trying as well, depending on each individual circumstance. Can we talk a bit now about sort of the... Um the wider sort of situation, if that's all right. And I'm not sure, I'm putting you on the spot a bit because I'm not actually sure if you have stats to hand. But I know during the pandemic, people were talking a lot about the fact that the suicide rates had increased. Um, but is that true? Do you know, has the pandemic affected the, su- the suicide rate in the UK? Um, so actually, um, contrary to a lot of what people assume, we haven't seen a rise in rates so far. Um, there is a delay in the way suicide uh, registered. Um, so we don't have the full picture yet. And in fact, we're expecting the latest round of data to be published very, very soon. Uh, to our better sort of knowledge about the pandemic's impact then. But actually, uh, we haven't seen an increase. I think that's an important point. People realize, I know a lot of people <laughs> assume that there has been. And certainly, a lot of people's struggles have been exacerbated and created by the pandemic. But um, in terms of rates, we actually haven't seen a rise. I mean, yeah, so uh, as, a, as, a, as a free emotional support service, our helpline's always busy and it has been a difficult few years. Um, with some of the service areas that my team cover, we have seen an increase in calls, um, uh, particularly from in prisons, for example, a large, large, large increase in calls. But uh, yeah, our emotional support service um, routinely deals with millions of calls a year. So um, uh, I, I think it's hard, hard to map sort of specific increases sometimes. Um, we have seen, I think, a lot of people struggling with social isolation uh, over the pandemic, for example. Um, and you know, more, more recently, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of starting to start to see people who are concerned about um, financial worries or, or whatever else it may be so um i think you know there's always something that's pushing people towards our helpline and it's always there for them if they need it what can the government do to prevent suicides there's a giant question for you both <laughs> that's a giant question yeah well um suicide is an incredibly complex issue with numerous sort of causes and factors which which can affect it too too many to give a sort of a, a, a single um, investment answer to i mean um absolutely you know there are things that would have a positive impact such as investing in in mental health services uh, in, in various areas um but I, I think more widely than that it's important to, to remember that this it isn't just a problem that links to mental health but actually it can link to emotional health and to all sorts of other factors gambling, alcoholism, divorce, or lots of factors can affect somebody's um, sort of emotional state and um, uh, can combine to put them in a position where they feel desperate for whatever reason it may be. Um, so I don't think that there's really a single kind of um, single solution that we could we could lean on the government to provide. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things that we should be looking at is that kind of cultural change that is happening, that people are becoming more comfortable talking about 
this is an issue. People are becoming more comfortable talking to one another. Um, and I think the general sort of level of emotional literacy, as it were, within, within society is improving. Um, it's much more visible, I think, uh, in, in the media that people are talking about how they feel and increase, I think it's becoming more visible among the male population as well, which is important because being male is, is it quite a high risk factor actually for, for suicide. Um, when combined with the um, additional sort of issues and, and stigmas that we do sometimes see with from from men um, around opening up and talking about our feelings, that that's probably the sort of the uh, the biggest cultural shift that I think we'd, we'd like to see continue. I think one thing I wanted to ask you about was kind of the difference between. I don't know how to put it. So I think a lot of people, when they think of suicide, they think of one kind of isolated incident of kind of a crisis mode. And what's perhaps less talked about is kind of that chronic, lower level, constant thoughts of suicide. How do we tackle that? Because I think that's difficult where I think people in, in terms of crisis maybe know, okay, so you call Samaritans for that or you seek professional support in an emergency. What about that kind of lower level chronic suicidality? Um, so for, first of all, you don't need to be in crisis to call Samaritans. Uh, you know, you can, you can call us whatever, you know, at whatever point you're in um, to discuss how you're feeling. And I think it's really important to get that out there, not just from the perspective of our service, but also more widely that um, obviously if you're at a point of crisis, it's important to talk to somebody, but before you get to that point, you know, it's important to reach out for help um, and to reach out to, for support. Uh, we all, we all go through ups and downs throughout life and, um, you know, talking to people and, um, sharing how you're feeling with them is, is always a sort of positive way to um, address things, particularly if it is something a bit more chronic, as you say, and um, not just a single point in time, because um, I, I think that's probably rarely the case that you're looking at a, a single, I mean, this, this generally are going to be um, longer term feelings that, are, that accompany these things. Um, so yeah, having the conversations early, having the conversations as frequently as you need to have them, I think are, are positive steps we can take. Um, and not and not being afraid to reach out, you know, when you've you've had a tough day. This, you know, the, the, the sort of the if you like the the low end of the spectrum. I think it's really important what you said about you don't need to be in that crisis point to call Samaritans because I think a lot of people don't know that. Like when you call, you're not going to be turned away or told like, oh, you're not in a bad enough situation. Like you're always going to be listened to. There, are, there are people I, I think who use our service quite frequently, um, and there are people who might only ever call us, you know, once when they're in that crisis point or, or whatever. And that's and that's fine. It's um, you know, we're we're here for everyone, and um, our volunteers are happy to um, you know, provide their sort of listening support service to talk for people to talk about whatever it is that's bothering them in, in whatever way they feel comfortable doing. Yeah, I think I would just add that. Like I said, we know from our volunteers that they hear basically all subjects you can never imagine. Uh, so whether that is pet bereavement or exam stress, um, as a domestic violence situations, everything and anything, um, whatever you may be struggling with is more than enough to contact us. We would much rather someone contact with us early on rather than get to sort of crisis point. 
Um, I think that's really important to communicate. If there are people listening who are struggling with suicidal thoughts or with other mental health issues, is there anything else that you would like to kind of get across to them and say to them? I think a reminder that suicidal thoughts can pass. Um, and the overriding theme of world suicide prevention is creating hope through action. I think doing things that remind you of hope or make you feel hopeful is very, very important, especially for people feeling uh, in difficult situations. Because if you have a, if you lose your sense of hope, then I think that's a very dark place and people can struggle to sort of see a way forward from that. So we would encourage anyone to do whatever activity that's personal to them that will give them that hope and remind them of a better time, something they used to enjoy doing, maybe even something they've never done before but always wanted to try. I think that those two things can both have quite a seemingly small impact, but actually if you're struggling, it can have a big impact. And similarly, we're also trying to spread the message that everyone has a role to play and everyone can have a big impact, even a brief conversation with someone can actually make the world a difference just to let them know that they are seen, they are heard. That can actually have a huge impact for anyone who is currently struggling. So this is goodbye. Thank you for If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116123. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to our channel and perhaps even go back and listen to some old episodes. We have many of them. Also, you can get in contact with us. We have a lovely Facebook group, which is called Mentally Yours. And we're also on Twitter at MentallyYRS. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.